Alright, you're good for nothing, scallywags. It is Monday, February 12th, 2024. And that's, um. Yeah, I mean, that's, um. That's what we know for certain. Um. Everything else. Is um you know um, perhaps an illusion or you know whatever you want to put it. So let's dive into something a little bit more interesting when we're talking about you know illusions and all these things. Um, when we talk a little bit about death. Um, you know, this is interesting. So, you know, you know, as Wikipedia puts it, death is the end of a life in an organism. All biological and living activity of the living thing stops, including the mind and the senses. The usual signal for death in humans and many other animals is that the heart stops beating and cannot be restarted. This can be caused by many things. All living things have a limited lifespan, and all living things eventually die. Yeah. And the human skull is often used as a symbol for death. By the way, I'm currently wearing a navy blue t-shirt, yellow shorts, flip-flops. I got a white um, digital watch on. And I've got a red can in my right hand. So you're in death. So, uh, you know, it takes us to rituals, mummification. Living things that have died are normally described as being dead. Death of humans is often investigated for the cause in case of crime, such as murder, accident, or disease. They may continue to kill other humans. About 150,000 people die every day around the world. Jesus. About two-thirds of these people die because of age. Two-thirds. So one-third of the people that die every single day... 50,000 people a day is not because of age. Okay, it's a lot. In addition to the physical body, some believe humans also have a soul and believe that the soul can continue without a body afterlife. Uh, moving to another body, reincarnation, cease to exist, annihilation. Religions have different beliefs about this body, or excuse me, religions have different beliefs about this issue. Many cultures have their own customs and rituals to respect the dead. Okay, so that's enough of that. Um, so yeah, death. I mean, you know, we can carve our names into the sands of time. We can carve our names into the wood of history. The stone of history, perhaps. The stone of history is probably better. And yet... 
death. Life and death. I mean, it's all, you know, it's already been said. It's already been done. At least to a certain extent, except for Bitcoin. It's really the, um, the only thing that hasn't been done before. Um, and that, you know, can really offer some kind of hope here. Not only some kind of hope, which it does offer, you know, hope for humanity, but, you know, on a personal level, um, it's also just, um, I guess, entertaining. It adds something new. It adds something new. It adds something new. Boom. There it is. It adds something new to history, to consciousness. I think I might just have to change the... Um, the um the title or not the subtitle the description of this podcast um i don't know if any of you took a look at it and if you did high five and if any if any of you guessed where it came from and guessed correctly double high five um it is of course from shakespeare the great bard um who we can you know do the we can go through the quote right here why not we got time don't we you're damn right we do you're damn right we do um in the words of another great poet yeah but we won't say that one um anyway so we're on shakespeare um this is the sonnet 59 sonnet 59 if you don't know uh the sonnets uh shakespeare's sonnets are uh fantastic so check it out check it out and the point is uh, sonnet 59 by the great bard uh, if there be nothing new but that which is hath been before how our brains beguiled which laboring for invention bear amiss the second burden of a former child oh that record could with a backward look even up five hundred courses of the sun show me your image in some antique book since mind at first in character was done that i might see what the old world could say to this composed wonder of your frame whether we are mended or whether better they or whether revolution be the same oh sure i am the wits of former days to subjects worse have uh, given praise that's um yeah that's one of them to be honest that wasn't the song that i was looking for <laughs> um uh, i think i was looking for let's see that was a good one though that was for sure a good one sauna 59 was fantastic not the one i was going for let's see the one that i was going for Or was that the one? Oh my god. I th I'm losing it, buddy. I am losing it. Perhaps I have already lost it. Maybe that was the one I was looking for. 
I was looking for the nothing new, but the nothing new, but it comes from Ecclesiastics. Jesus Christ. What a day. What a I got a case of the Mondays, man. Yeah, that's what I got. This is what this is. This is a case of the Mondays um plain and simple. Jesus Christ. Um so yeah, it was Sonnet 59. Um but um but really what I was going for was Ecclesiastics 1 9. The thing that hath been is that which shall be, and that which hath been done is that which shall be done, and there is no new thing under the sun. So Shakespeare gets it from there. And I thought that Shakespeare, that it was originally from Shakespeare, but it wasn't. It was originally from, or taken from Ecclesiastics 1.9, so that's mia culpa, mia culpa. It's Monday, man. Give me a break. I'm just trying to live like all of us, you know what I mean? Just trying to get by. Just trying to make it through the fucking day. Um, excuse me, pardon my French. Um... Yeah, it got a little wild there for a second, didn't it? Um, point is, it is Monday, February 12th, 2024, and I'm already getting hungry. I did some yoga this morning. This is one of the side effects of, you know, working out and, um, you know, putting on some more muscle volume, um, is that, you know, you're hungry, like, all the time. It's really annoying, um... But it is what it is. You know, as um, one of my uh, childhood um, uh, I guess idols so would say is um, you know, it um, it, uh, it ain't easy being this pretty. It ain't easy being this pretty. So you gotta, you gotta just accept the consequences. And um, that's what we're dealing with here today. So, we've got a case of the Mondays. Um, I think that really sums it up. We've got a case of the Mondays. We're dealing with death and nothing new. How do we get to that? The nothing new? Oh yeah, because there is something new. Bitcoin. That's exactly it. Bitcoin is new. Bitcoin is something that the great bar that Shakespeare uh, was not fortunate enough to see. Neither was the writer of Ecclesiastics. Of course, we could go into eschatology here, and um, there are some who say that Bitcoin is part of the, or is the second coming, or leads to the second coming. It's really all about the second coming, isn't it? I think any of us who have really dived into this really know that it's all about the second coming. And it's hard. 
and it's not guaranteed even though some people say that it um that's gonna happen the second coming so that's pretty much it um you know a little bit of that a little bit of this a lot of moving pieces a lot of ins and outs you know some birds singing over here it's a beautiful day here it's a beautiful day you got blue skies that's for sure i'm gonna go actually take a walk now um probably gonna pick up a bite to eat uh so i'm absolutely starving that's probably a exaggeration um however i guess that is part of so you get to a certain point my dear friend at a certain point where you end up perhaps you end up perhaps you end up perhaps not um fully yeah let's back away from that let's just focus on bitcoin it's case of the mondays but we have bitcoin um so you know i think i'm gonna change this is what it all comes down to i think i'm gonna change the description of the podcast yep pretty sure I am is it was you know a podcast on the nothing new and everything else however there is something new Bitcoin question is was this in my original description cover that is it covered in the everything else part I didn't make sure to put the everything else part Maybe it covers it. So I do want to reference Shakespeare, and I do want to reference Ecclesiastics now. So maybe I'll just keep it as it is. This is a clear case of the Mondays, man. Clear case of the Mondays. So I hope you're having a fantastic Monday wherever you are. Um... And um, there's some birds out here. Got green birds. These birds are so loud, by the way. They like scream. And they're not even screaming yet. That's them. That's literally them. If you can hear that, I don't know how sensitive this microphone is, but if you just heard that, that that's coming from a. You know, a very, like a medium small sized green bird that was literally, uh, you know, probably for, for what it can do, that was probably a three on its vocal, you know, uh, shouting scale. Those birds 
those medium small green birds will literally scream at a 9 and a 10 and an 11 I'm telling they get so loud it's absurd I have no idea what they're saying but they are saying something really really uh, passionately um, it's wild Point is, it is on Monday, February 12th, 2024. And, um, you know, this ain't Kansas. This ain't Kansas. Have I been to Kansas? It's a good question. Good question. Um, and I'll leave that, um, you know, uh, unanswered. The unanswered question. Wow. Brings us to another American, I mean, another American, another, this brings us to a, a different uh, American figure, Kansas being, you know, America in the United States. So the unanswered question is a uh, classical music piece by uh, Charles something we're gonna look it up here a, um, a 20th century American composer um, very eccentric guy I mean uh, um, for you know for better or worse uh, United States has never been known for its uh, classical music um you know i guess whatever however you want to put that if we i say we because i you know uh, i was born and raised in the u.s so uh, you know we were perhaps haven't been able to compete on you know the uh you know the big state international stage whatever the big international stage with like yeah the the heavy hitters like Wagner and and Bach and Brahms and Beethoven and um, uh, I mean those are the real heavy hitters uh, so we'll just leave it at that we haven't been able to compete with them perhaps um, we've never produced somebody at that level that's definitely true it's definitely true um, However, there are still a few um, American composers that are, um, you know, uh, geniuses in their own right. So, fuck off, to put it lightly. Part of my French again. What's going on here? Clear case of the Mondays. Um, and that, you know, was uh, specifically at those people who... Um, who may say that um, it doesn't even matter, but there are, I'm just going to name, so Charles Ives is the American composer that we're talking about right now who uh, wrote uh, the, the Unanswered Question. It's, it's a great little work. Uh, the Unanswered Question is a musical work by American composer Charles Ives, originally paired with Central Park in the Dark as two contemplations in 1908. Uh, the unanswered question was revised by Ives in 1930 to 1935. As with many of Ives' works, it was largely unknown until much later in his life. 
and was not performed until 1946. So, Charles Ives is the uh, composer that we're talking about. Charles Edward Ives, uh, October 20th, 1874 to May 19th, 1954, was an American actuary, businessman, and modernist composer. Ives was amongst the earliest American internationally renowned composers to achieve recognition on a global scale. scale excuse me. To achieve recognition on a global scale. So he did, you know, this is what I'm talking about. You know, definitely still was, um, you know, at a, you know, recognized on the international circuit. Uh, I guess the problem is that, I guess that's maybe my fault. Um, yeah. I guess I'm probably trying to, I'm setting the bar too high when I'm naming, you know, Bach, Beethoven, Brahms, and Wagner. And, you know, I guess after that, you know, perhaps Tchaikovsky. Um, but, yeah, that bar is probably too high there. Though, like, nobody can get to that, so. That's my fault. I hope I'm not giving the, the U.S. a bad name here. It's case of the Mondays, man. Case of the Mondays. What are you gonna do? Um, Charles Ives, the other one that's that I'm more of a fan of. It's a good piece, though. The unanswered question. It's a real good piece. Um, is what's his name? Got here to the Appalachian Spring, baby. Let's go. Appalachian Spring. That's a fantastic piece as well. Appalachian Spring. Appalachian Spring. Fantastic piece. That's by a very well-regarded American composer as well. Aaron Copland. Yep. Boom. Boom. Um, Aaron Copland. Copland, Copland. Not really sure. Not really sure. Um, but you know, it is what it is, isn't it? It is what it is. Till that day cometh. You're probably asking yourself that I that I at this point that I probably want that day to come, don't I? It's a good clash. Um Appalachian Spring. Here it is, this is the ballet created by the American composer Aaron Copland and the choreographer Martha Graham later arranged as an orchestral work. Oh look at that. Did not know that part. Um, Aaron Copland, uh, born November 14th, 1900, died December 2nd, 1999, or excuse me, 1990, was an American composer, critic, writer, teacher, and later conductor of his own and other American work. Copland was referred to by his peers and critics as the Dean of American Composers. So, pretty good uh, title there. Yeah, so, you know, very intelligent people. 
say the least. Um, so that's what we're dealing with here today. You know, the case of the Mondays. It's a beautiful day, though. So, you know, do whatever you gotta do. And, um, you know, go from there. And we'll see where this. takes all of us. Um, so with that, I got, it seems like I have to do something here. Um, um, so let's wrap this up. Uh, have a fantastic Monday, and I will uh, see you soon.